Welcome to Massive Mixtape, the greatest music review show in the world. Now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Mixtape. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? It is October 22nd, 1994. And we are here with some some hits, one from the alternative tracks and one from the Billboard Hot 100 <laughs> to, uh, to judge and to review and talk about, like we always do. We're here for you. How have you been, Carol? I'm always doing good. How about you, baby? Good. <laughs> well, by the, by the tone of that voice, uh, we're going to make this quick. <laughs> Uh, first we've got, I mean, I'll get the sad one out of the way. It's, it's pretty sad to me. I think I can't see the future obviously, but I'm going to go ahead and speculate based on everything that's happened, that this will be the last charting song for Nirvana. Well, it's not like they're going to make new ones. Correct. But, but I... I think this is probably going to be the last one for them. This is about a girl, the unplugged in New York acoustic version. Uh, Give a listen to about a girl. About a Girl by Nirvana. This song, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Carol, but this song, and this is sort of poetic, was the very first song on Nirvana's very first album, Bleach, in 1989. Oh, no, I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. It obviously exploded in popularity uh, last year during the Unplugged session on MTV. It's a fantastic version of the song and it's sort of poetic if it is their last charting single ever. Right. That it's the first song on their first album is the last song that the band uh, charts with. So Carol, I mean, what do you think of about a girl? I I love the song. Um, it, I don't know. It kind of just, it's so them, you know? Yeah. It, yes. It just, it's so Kurt Cobain and, it's I like the unplugged version the best. Me too. Um, there's a lot of emotion in his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's a very emotionally charged song. It's a I like the starkness of the performance. The mm-hmm. the simplicity with everything stripped down musically, it allows the vocals to really shine through. And it might be it's. It's not my favorite song, although it's up there uh, of Nirvana's. Not because it's a bad song. I think it's a very good song. But 
I they they came out with a lot of really good songs. So yeah, it's, that's it's, for sure. It's not quite the top of the list for me, but it's it's definitely up there. But it's not my favorite of his songs, but it might be the best written of his songs. Okay, why do you think that? There is something about the the imagery, the emotion. It's so when I try to judge lyrics uh, of a song, I look at it in the same way that I look at poetry, basically. Okay. Yeah. And so I try to judge it on the emotional impact first, and then the use of metaphor or incremental repetition or any one of uh, different techniques that, that songwriters might use in their songs. And I think the use of the use of metaphor, the use of a little bit of sarcasm, a little bit of irony in the song and the emotion that it brings, I think it's it's one of the most literary of the songs they've written and one of the most impactful because of that. Okay. It was based on it was for his girlfriend at the time, who he broke up with later, not uh, Courtney Love, mm. but a girlfriend that he had before, and it. She said, "Why don't you? Why don't you ever write a song about me?" Okay, I think her name was Tracy something, and so he wrote a song about their relationship, which was troubled. They had a lot of fights, I guess, because he would refuse to clean. And he didn't want to get a job or anything like that. Yeah, that would that, that would cause some problems. And every time that she they fought, he would he threatened to move into his car, <laughs> and then she'd just give up because she didn't want him to move into his car. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so that's kind of what the song's about. He never told her, I guess, that he wrote it for her until like she found out later. Obviously, after it was. Last year, basically, when it was a hit, I think is oh, when wow. she found out about it. But he never, he never told her, and he didn't have the title when he came in. I guess the drummer, the original number drummer for Nirvana, not not Dave Grohl. He he said, you know, he said you don't have a title, and he said no, and he said, well, what's this, what is it about? And he said it's about a girl, so that's <laughs> where so the that's title the name of the song. Yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> but yeah, definitely, I think. Uh, it's a powerful song, and yeah. I think his, it's, you know what it reminds me a little bit of? Huh. It reminds me, and it's going to sound weird, but it reminds me a little bit of Whiter Shade of Pale by uh, Procol Harmon. How? Because that's another one where, now that's not quite as stripped down, because it's got that that organ music, that right. but uh, it's also another one that's like a lament yeah. And the way that it sang is is very lamenting, and it 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 just the the vocally they sound they they're a little similar to me. They don't they don't sound alike. The the music's not the same. Just the the emotion and the intonation of the way the songs are sang sound is similar to me. Yeah, I can see that. You know, in the video, mm-hmm. um, did you notice that everybody is wearing like warm clothes? Oh, yeah. It's kind of odd to me. Why? Why do you say that? Well, I mean, they're on stage under hot lights and everything, and they're wearing sweaters and turtlenecks. And... Yeah, but that's that was Nirvana's thing, though, is the, that kind of the get up like that. Okay. Just like the Beach Boys was the striped shirts. Mm-hmm. Theirs was 
kind of the, you know, the flannel and, and things like that. I saw no flannel. No, I know, but but <laughs> that kind of warm weather stuff, okay. sweaters and things like that. I can't I can't I can't remember any time I've ever seen Kurt Cobain without a sweater or a flannel or something like that on. Now that I think about it. Maybe he's always cold. Well, okay, I'm going to refrain from making a joke because we're being <laughs> nice. But, yeah. That's just not D- cool. Definitely cold now. Yeah. Um, so, now we'll move on to the the Hot 100 uh, song. Which also seems like an alternative hit, though. It does, and it also has Girl in the title. Yes, it does. This is... New Age Girl by a Dead, Dead Eye Dick. Dick. Correct. So uh, let's take a listen to Dead Eye Dick's New Age Girl. I've got a New Age Girl. Tell us what she's like. I remember to listen, girl. Does she ride a bike? She has a crystal necklace. She spends a lot of cash. Well, her vibes are rather reckless. She's heading for a crash. Or a flowing skirt is blowing in a transcendental wind. And she wonders without knowing where did we begin. Mary Moon! She's a vegetarian. Mary Moon, Mary Moon. Mary Moon will outlive all the sap. That's your favorite line, right? That's so fun. <laughs> so, in a completely different mood, we've got Dead Eye Dick, which I'm a fan of Dead Eye Dick. I like a lot of their music. Oh yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And this this song, I love this song. It's just, it's so catchy. It's so fun. It's and I like. Some of it is nonsense, yeah. But I like the nonsense, like the Mary Moon. She'll outlive all the septuagenarians, <laughs> which she should. But yeah, it's just it's funny. They're it just like I said. Like a lot of it's it's just they put that in there because they liked the word septuagenarian. Oh yeah, like that was, and I like that. That's another literary type thing. For people that are writers out there, for people that enjoy writing or enjoy reading, the sound, the feel of words in the mouth as you say them, there are stuff. There are things like that that are just very pleasing. Right. Septuagenarian is a pleasing word to say. What does it mean? It's a 70-year-old. Oh, okay. Just like an octogenarian would be an 80-year-old. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so interestingly enough, this is, I don't think I've ever given this tidbit out on any one of the thousands of shows that we do, but so sept, like septuagenarian means seven. Uh-huh. September was the seventh month of the year. Right. October was the eighth month of mm-hmm. the year. November was the nine month, ninth month of the year. And December, des, like decimal, which means mm-hmm. 10, was the 10th month of the year. There used to only be 10 months. Yeah, that seems easier. 
then during the rule of Julius Caesar, the Roman decided that he should have a month named after himself. Of course he should. So we got July. And then later, uh, his one of his successors, Augustus Caesar, the Octavian, decided, hey, Julius Caesar had an, a month named for him, so I should have a month named for me, mm-hmm. and that's where we get August. So but- July and August are for Julius Caesar and Augustus Caesar, and you put them right there in the summer, and then you push back September to the 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th months. Okay, but here's a question. Mm-hmm. Did they add days, or did they shorten the months? They shortened the months. Okay. The months used to be, they, they, were, they varied in length. They varied much more in length than they do now. Hmm. Uh, I believe some of the, I'm trying to, I can't remember the, the amount of days in all the months, but there were some months that had close to 40 days. Wow. Yeah. It was a long month. Yeah. So there were there were definitely definitely different uh, different days for the okay. months. But yeah, because it was it was all, always still based on a three hundred and sixty five day year. So back to the song. Back to Mary Moon. I want to be friends with Mary Moon. Do you? She sounds awesome. She's a vegetarian though. Well, that's okay. I I have vegetarian friends. Yeah, I mean, but uh, I I do I do eat steak and chicken and. The occasional pork product. Yeah. I like meat. Don't get me wrong. I know you do. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying, she sounds fun. I no, mean. definitely. I think, what color hair do you think she is? Hmm. I guess when I picture her, she's got like auburn. Yep. Hair. Red hair. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Auburn hair. I don't know why, but that that's what I picture. <laughs> what did you think of the video? It was interesting, and I, I really, I, I wonder about the pumpkin heads. I mean, very seasonal, <laughs> right? But um, why, why pumpkin heads? I don't, I don't know. I don't. I, I assume that maybe it just has to do with the season. Like they were just planning to release it in October. Well, no, they, the song isn't written with, and then we dance around with pumpkin heads, Mary Moon. <laughs> the video was made after the song was released. So they probably knew. When they were shooting the video, they were probably like, well, this is going to come out in October. So let's, because they knew when the song was going to come out. Okay. That's my guess. I don't know. That's, but I mean, that's like, you know, you got to have a video that like will last more than a month. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying, I don't think it's, do you think it's really that that pigeonholes it is to, is an October or a Halloween type video? No, but I just want to know why. And I don't think that's why. Why do you think the pumpkin heads then? I don't. Were they know. just fans of the horror movie Pumpkinhead? Maybe. It was kind of creepy when uh, the the pumpkins were like making out. Yeah. And and then they started chasing the dude. Oh. <laughs> uh, seemed kind of like a horror movie. I wonder if anyone gets turned on by that. Pumpkinheads making out. That's so nasty. I'll bet you there there are people that find all kinds of weird things sexy. Yeah, I'm sure there are, but that's nasty. Thank God that there's no outlet for those people. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, that is our. Well, I I should ask you what. What song do you prefer? Oh, um, Nirvana about a girl. Yeah, I mean, just because it's, it's tough for it's me. So good. I mean, 
Merry Moon's fun and, you know, whatever, but, I mean, the other one's, like, a better song. I About think, a Girl is an objectively About better girl, song, yeah. yes. About a Girl has more artistic merit yes. than Dead Eye Dick's New Age Girl. But, I don't know, I like them both so much. This is a real, this is a real Sophie's Choice, like you <laughs> said at one time, equating our choices to which child lives or dies. This is a real Georgia's Choice. <laughs> She had to choose between Pepsi or Coke. Okay. That's more equatable, I think. Coca-Cola. Ooh. Well. That's my choice. It's, Pepsi's the choice of a new generation. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I, I will go with Nirvana, too. I'm going to go with you because that is objectively the better song. I really like the song a lot. But that's not to say anything bad about New Age Girl. No, it's a great song. Great, great song. I think their video is better. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I mean, the Nirvana's is sort of touching, though, to see, yeah, to see Kurt Cobain again. Yeah, because it's his last performance. Well, his last, yeah, his last big performance. Yeah. His but, last tour. Yeah, I guess that's true. But anyway, so that is our show for the week. Carol, tell the people all the things. Tell your friends about us and listen, not just today, but listen on... Monday when we when we send out our 90210 tapes. Yeah. And Tuesday when we send out our main show tapes. That's right. And keep listening on Wednesday for more mixtapes. All right. You guys have a good day. Bye. Bye.